Hello and welcome to Masters of Divinity. We are back. All three of us. JP, your moderator is here. Chuck. Father Chuck is here. Matt Wells. Matt Wells is here. I am here. We're all here. We're all accounted for. The Masters of Divinity are back. I'm at you. Remotely. In various locations. <laughs> <laughs> After two. Two lost episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Guys, do I sound different to you? A little you different? Sound- you sound downright. You sound downright professional. <laughs> uh, we've got some new uh, stuff we're working with, and uh, I think it's going to work out like gangbusters. So yeah, yeah. I was going to say maybe you should give a shout out to the program, but let's get one episode down. Yeah, let's make sure we works. shout it out. <laughs> let's not shout out anybody yet. <laughs> That's very true. I, I agree with that. Okay, so it's a brand new week, and all three of us are finally together again. Um, last week. Uh, Matt and I shifted gears a little bit with um, the episode. We decided to talk about Orlando. Uh, Father Chuck was not with us because he was on vacation, um, but I'm sure that he actually has some thoughts. So we're actually going to let him um, speak those thoughts right now. All right, cool. Um, you, you mentioned that I was away. I mean, the, 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 the interestingly enough, I was in Orlando um, the last episode. Um, I picked a heck of a time to go visit my hometown. Yeah. Really, really. Um, yeah, so it was very weird. Um, I, I arrived in Orlando on Friday, uh, on a Friday. It was that Friday, uh, whatever, March 10th or, uh, yeah, June 10th. And, um, that night, uh, my wife and I had, and my kids, we had eaten at Disney Springs. Um, as we were going to bed, I was checking Twitter and I, um, saw the news about, um, Christine Grimey being killed. Right. And, um, and then I, um, and then I thought, oh, that's, that's really tragic and sad and, uh, went to bed next day. We did magic kingdom, um, had a great time. Um, and then the, and then on Sunday morning, um, we're going through the, we're going through security to go into Epcot and it's taking forever. And so my mom and I, um, cause we did this huge family thing with like all the family in-laws, everybody was on this trip. And, um, and so, um, sitting in line, my mom and I are like, you know, talking about how like this could be way more efficient. You know, this is surprising because it's Disney. You know, they're such an efficient company. And uh, this lady behind me was like, well, they're probably taking extra precautions because of the uh, – well, she said bombing. So there was a bombing at a nightclub in Orlando last night. I was like, what? Oh so I, as soon as I got through the line, I grabbed my phone. I went on Twitter and I saw this news about, you know, there had been this shooting at the nightclub. And kind of like intermittently throughout the day, every now and then I would, you know, uh, kind of going against my own discipline for being on vacation, I would check Twitter um, just to see what was happening and as the story was unfolding. Um, you know, I, I, and I, I got to say, this is one of those stories that it hit me way differently than any of these other stories have because, you know, this is the first time that, like, I recognize street names. You know, when they said they took the people to ORMC, Orlando Regional Medical Center, like, oh, yeah, that's where my grandmother was in the hospital when she, after her car accident and, you know, and all that. And like, um, um, it was the first time that I ever went through a list of victims wondering if I was going to see a name that I recognized. Um, blessedly I did not, um, I did not know anyone, um, who was killed in that, but, uh, being from Orlando, um, this has impacted me in a very, uh, in a very different way. But the, the, and, and there's really not much that I think I could say that you guys didn't say on, on just a really fantastic episode last week. Um, well, thank you very much for that. Um, I, um, really not much to add. I think Matt and you guys both nailed 
the the thoughts and feelings on on the matter. I as I listened to the episode, I thought you know Matt, definitely, <laughs> yeah. As I listened to the episode, I thought this is exactly like, everything Matt's saying. I pretty is pretty much what I would be saying if I was in the room too. Um, but I will say that the thing that really struck me about all this, and just the one little thing that I want to add. Um, and this is kind of a weird opener because we're doing a Disney episode right now, but um, is that being at Disney, the happiest place on earth, was the weirdest thing for this event, and specifically being at Epcot, being at Future World in Epcot. I remember I had this, I had a moment where um, I, my son was playing um, in um, in the imagination thing where where, where figment figments imagine what's it it's imaginatorium or whatever they call it anyway he was playing around in there and i just had to take a moment i went outside i just sat on a bench because i just wanted to be alone for a moment just the weight of all this stuff going on and um which by the way it's, it's very hard to be alone at disney yeah. there's like not too many quiet little places to sit down um but i so i did that and then we immediately went to the land and then right after the land is when we went on spaceship earth now so both of those things where, like, the land is all like, here are the things we're working with the Earth. Here's how we are working together to better our planet by doing this, that, or the other. Rather than working against nature, we're working with nature, blah, blah, blah. And then we go to Spaceship Earth, and it's a, it's a, it's a Siemens communication-sponsored event. So it's, like, all about, like, the history of human communication. Like, all the way from, like, when we developed language so that we could communicate with each other so we could better hunt mastodons to the development of the computers and starting to look at the future and about the way that, like, we use communication to work together to better ourselves, and then, like, to think, like, this dude just shot up a nightclub and killed 50 people. Um, like, it was just such a weird dichotomy to think, like, yes, this is the world we could have. We could have this if we really wanted it. If we could stop being stupid, we could have this if we, you know, if we really banded together. And so, like, you know, I've got a lot of mixed emotions and feelings. And um, I'm tempted to go on a big political type rant right now because the, I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, as this is airing, you know, we just saw the news about, uh, the, the Senate, um, voting or, well, they took a vote, they, they had a vote on, on expanding background checks and stuff. And everyone who's hearing this knows exactly how that went, but, um, and we won't get into that kind of stuff right now. Um, cause this is kind of a, yeah. and this is supposed to be a happy episode. It's supposed to be a happy yeah. episode, exactly. but I just wanted to say though, that like, and I, and I think this will come up a little bit more throughout the, Disney, the rest of this episode. But it's like it was a weird place to be. Um, and as a priest, as a pastor, I had a very like weird like wasn't really sure what to do um, because my impulse was like I actually kind of part of me was like I want to go downtown, like I want to go to a vigil, like I want to go and be among people, or I want to you know like send write a thing and put it on the churches, you know, contact people from my church and stuff, you know, down down here down south, right. and. I, and I realized I'm here for my son's second birthday. It would not be fair to him and my family to just sort of like up and leave them in the middle of our vacation. Like this is, I haven't had a vacation in three years. And so this was something that was really important for us. And then I had this profound kind of after the fact kind of realization, which was there was no greater middle finger that I could give to Satan than for me and my family to have a good time. Because this whole thing is about robbing people of joy. And I mean, come on, like the guy shot up a nightclub, you yeah. know, that people were having fun in the midst of having fun and a place uh, that's supposed to be safe and a place that's supposed to be safe and a place that is associated with gaiety, you know, with the, I mean, using the word gay in that sense. But I mean, it's, you know, it's it, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the whole thing there was supposed to be like, a, you know, it's like a whole jovial thing. And so like that joy was robbed um, of those people. And I thought, no, like the biggest middle finger that I could give to Satan is to be like. 
let me let's see how Charlie's going to respond to the Haunted Mansion for the first time. <laughs> or like, you know, like get front row seats on Pirates of the Caribbean and see how he's going to freak out when we go down the when you go down the incline and like drink an amazing frozen beer. Like oh, I that, posted the video online that, of that dirty foot on Pirates of the Caribbean. The everybody, dirty foot. Everybody knows the dirty foot. The dirty you foot on the Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, the guy with the. Dirty yeah. Foot. <laughs> and so like having fun with my family was like the I mean, for me, it was like the greatest act of rebellion in this, like just to say like, no, like I'm not going to let this tragedy define us and this time. So, and I, and that's been, that's kind of the content of my sermon. Um, if you guys want to, you know, we always plug our stuff at the end of the episode, but like chapelsda.org, um, go to, uh, the proclaiming the gospel tab, the sermons tab, um, my sermon on, on Orlando is on there. Um, if you guys want to hear my thoughts as a priest on all of this, um, and I, we can elaborate more and hear all that, but, um, that's all I'll say for this, the sake of this episode. We've got other things to talk about, but I just wanted to at least echo and share my, a little bit of what I was going through. Yes, yeah. and we're very thankful for it, Chuck. Uh, we def we definitely love hearing your thoughts, and kind of wish you were with us during that episode. But you know, I think you're having a wonderful time doing what you're mm-hmm. doing. It sounds like it was really amazing. It was amazing, and it's and it's weird because we've had this episode planned for a long time, yes, a really long time. <laughs> we've had it on the books at the as soon as you get back from Disney, we're doing the Disney episode. Yeah, yeah, I think it was this episode and the Satanic Panic episode were the two episodes that we were <laughs> planned for a really yeah. long time. Yeah, those were planned like before we officially started. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it, you know, and I mean, we'll also have to kind of acknowledge that there is a Disney related tragedy that happened over the same time mm-hmm. period. Um, so that, that's, that's one thing that's out there. Um, you know, and this thing would have gone completely differently too, I think, cause, um, the shooter was, um, I'm not, by the way, I'm not going to say his name. Um, I don't know if, how you guys feel about this. That's fine. Um, I'm, I'm kind of of the, of the, of the school that feels that these people do this to come famous and gain notoriety. And so it's better to not say their names. Um, I, I honestly don't know it and I'm happy to say I've read a lot. I've read a lot of news and somehow I've managed to never see his name. And yeah. to me that, that was a, a good thing. I've seen a lot of names of victims, um, but not his. And I yeah. think that's exactly like the perfect way it should be. Yeah. I don't have a clue. I, I've, who prayed, he was. I've prayed for him, you know, I've prayed for him, but you know, cause you pray for your enemies, but I don't want to say his name anyway, but he was, um, he was supposed to allegedly Saturday night while I was at Disney, the Saturday that I was at magic kingdom, um, he was scoping out Disney Springs, a potential target. Really? Yeah. So like he was just like right by my hotel pretty much. It was pretty crazy. So, and and if I can say one, one comment, since you brought up the other, the other tragedy that took place at Disney, um, if I could say one comment as a Floridian, and then we can we can move <laughs> on and, and talk about it. Um, and I'm JP and Chuck. I think know that I, I'm usually not the person who speaks toward people who are negative on the internet. But I've seen a lot of negativity that has just irked me in a different way than usual um, about alligators and about how you should act <laughs> around lakes and about blaming people that should not be blamed. Yeah. And as a Floridian, I would like to tell people, first of all, if you're not from Florida, um, just shut up because (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about. If you are from Florida, then you're probably the one who is wave running or tubing in the very lakes that you're calling people out about wading in. Yeah. Um, So my, my just my only two cents on that tragedy um, it is a tragedy and nothing less and quit trying to place blame on people because um, alligators are not these 
giant dinosaurs walking around that, that yeah. all of us live in fear of. They are an everyday Yeah, occurrence. the state is loud. We are lousy um, with alligators. Like, they're yes. everywhere. Down yeah. here. And that, that kind of leaves it. Before we get to the happy stuff, can I just have a quick rant? Because I know we, sure. we are now on the internet and we have a lot of listeners and a lot of people come, come by our podcast. Can I just say, like, one of my biggest pet peeves in the world are people that rant about someone else's tragedy. Mm-hmm. They yes. call them stupid. They deserved it. Blah, blah, blah. I, I just, how horrible of a person do you have to be to look at something like what happened at Disney and be like, oh, those stupid parents didn't know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it makes me angry. And, like, I, I want to do violent things to the person saying things like that. <laughs> yeah. And I, don't yeah. Know, and I don't know if, if it comes with, because I really only have only seen that on the internet. I don't think I've really actually met someone in person that has said things like that. But it's it's an internet sentiment that I see a lot, and mm-hmm. I actually I actually tweeted about it a lot last week. Um, you did, well, and you it, did. It comes from internet anonymity, which um, is the topic of a, of an episode from this wonderful company that we're going to talk about today. Um, Girl Meets World, which is a Disney show. Um, I talked about it on our last episode, um, JP and I's last episode that will never see the light of day. Um, <laughs> Girl Meets World actually did a, a great episode on um, people being anonymous on the internet and how that. Uh, can be viewed as a good thing, but also can lead to very negative and dark things. Well, I mean, and the big thing is lack of empathy. Mm. And I, I worry, like, I, you know, as a teacher of middle and high school students, like, I'm very concerned that we are not cultivating empathy in our society because, you know, we're not, we're not teaching people to interact, you know, treat each other as though they're real people. They're just a, right. an avatar on a screen. I mean, I, I think I made the comment to you in a comment um, when you and I were chatting on Facebook Messenger, JP, that like it's almost like we live in a world where we treat other people like NPCs, you know, non-player <laughs> characters. A little bit. Um, and well, it's just, I'm, I'm it's very just nice to my, to my NPCs whenever I role play. Just saying. You are. You are. <laughs> you and I You and I have had long conversations about Skyrim, and we could probably – turn this whole episode into a Skyrim episode <laughs> and Matt would be bored out yeah, of his let's, mind. Let's not do that. Let's save that for when Matt cuts his other but, thumb. <laughs> but I just say, both JP and I have wrestled with guilt over accidental things that have happened to NPCs in Skyrim. Yeah. Like, I I turned into a werewolf one time and accidentally killed a guy and I felt really bad about it. I can, I can, I can kind of relate through the Fable series, but, but not Skyrim, which I know for Skyrim players, Fable, it's like, how dare you? But I, I'm, just dare saying, you? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, so we're, this is one of our episodes we've been planning for a long time and we've been very excited about talking about, um, mainly because they have, they've always been an enormous force since uh mid 20th century no no pun intended <laughs> yeah but <laughs> it's almost as if in, in, in recent history in the past uh, maybe five years they've really started to take over the world and really make a name for themselves in the the new world that we're living in now and it definitely has to be because they've uh tapped into nerd culture in a phenomenal way um, we're talking about Disney, of course. And when you talk about like tapping into nerd culture, I assume you're talking about like the acquisition of Lucasfilm and Marvel. Correct. Yes, that exactly. The world, as yeah. I like to put uh, it. But I do want to point out one of the things that I found really fascinating this past time being at Disney World. Being an Orlando native, I've been to Disney countless times. You know, which is funny. It's like when I meet people from other states, and the way they talk about Six Flags is the way that I talk about Disney. It's like, oh, it's just you know somewhere you go, like a couple times a year or whatever. Right. 
Um, or 16 times a year. Or Okay, is that you? <laughs> Gosh, Matt. We had annual passes. We have little kids. So my wife and I are talking about getting annual passes. Yes, we want to talk about is it? You okay. should do them. We should Guys. go. Awesome. So, so. I haven't been to Disney World in like three, five years. I don't know. It's been a long time. I had confession I, time before I, before he makes a yes. I went 16 times last year um, to, to a a theme park within because Disney World for people who again are not from Florida because we talk about it we're used to being here Disney World is all of the theme parks right um, it's all their land now, Magic Kingdom is what you think of when you say Disney World but Disney World is Epcot um, Hollywood Studios MGM Magic Kingdom. get it right <laughs> MGM. MGM Studios I don't care if they don't have a relationship anymore that Hollywood <laughs> Studios is, is nonsense if you look it up on the internet though it is Hollywood Studios. I understand I, that I, no no I understand what you're saying always MGM. I, I feel you. I feel for, you. For the old school but, theme park goers, it'll always be MGM. People are going to be like, "What are they talking about?" MGM? Just like, the, just, like <laughs> just like where the where the where the Orlando Magic plays basketball will always be the O Arena. I don't care what other name they give it. Well, it's like Joe Robbie Stadium. I mean, if you want to yeah. talk local yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. So, Chuck, where, where were you saying uh, before? Yes, before I rudely interrupted. That's right. I was rudely interrupting about back. Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, what I was going to say is because uh, you, you're talking about the nerd culture element of it, and you're talking about sort of this like corporate branded type nerd culture type thing. Right. What I was really fascinated by this past time at Disney was the Disney nerddom itself. Right. That has expanded as well. Yeah. Um, like, like what really was interesting was like seeing you know like you know like women like yeah, particularly women. I noticed it more much more than men um, dressing up in like. They had like their outfit. They had like a Disney outfit. Like they clearly put on the Disney outfit to go to Disney. I have several of them. Carry on. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I get that. But I'm saying like, like, like I saw like a I saw like this one um, woman. She was with her um, with her kids, and she I mean she had to be like close to my wife and my age, and she had on like an electric blue like tank top type thing, and then like a really bright yellow skirt. She's very hipster looking, but she's clearly trying to evoke like a Snow White thing that's funny and like and i saw that like all over the park like this really surprised me like it's almost like a, it's like a cosplay kind of thing instead of going to like a con they just go to disney there is something called uh disney bounding have you ever heard of that Mm-mm. it's uh i don't know it's not like an official event it's sort of like dapper day where it's like fans came up with it oh yeah, yeah, yeah. plan something else off the park it's more of a disneyland thing but it's where everyone dresses up as a character not necessarily as a cosplay but like uh an ensemble that sort of uh represents like what that character would wear okay because you're not allowed to wear costumes in the park right if you're over the age of 14 yeah you cannot wear a costume in the park if you're 14 and under you can but no mask but no mask. except for the uh not so scary halloween which i've been to twice right yeah so it's Amazing. Yeah, but, so yeah. In, in Disneyland, it's called Disney Bounding, and people wear these cool outfits that look like Disney characters. So I don't know if they do Disney World. I know Disney World, they're very big on Dapper Day. That's a big, that's a big thing there. Yeah, I, I heard about that. Um, yeah. And I don't think it was – I don't think it was while I was there. No, no, but. it's not. It's, it's in the fall and the spring, I think. <laughs> I will say. I, I hope to God it wasn't because it was the hottest I have ever oh been God. in my I can, life. Oh, God, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jim Gaffigan has this great joke. Um, he has a great bit, one of his um, comedy routines where he talks about taking his family to Disney. And he says, if you've never been to Disney as an adult, imagine going to the DMV and that's it. <laughs> um, he says, but this was, he said, but he was referring, he said, I was there um, 
it was Orlando in July, so it was like visiting the DMV on the sun. Um, and I got I, growing up in Orlando. I don't remember it ever being that yeah, hot, but what, oh my gosh, it was hot. That's, that's what's hilarious is Heather and I just went recently um, with her family, and uh, we were talking about how when you grow up and you have your own kids, Disney becomes something totally different. Yes, and like it's. It's more fun because you get to experience the stuff with your kids for the first time. It's like watching the Disney cartoons with my my uh, four year old daughter's a blast because she's never seen them. So when I hit play, it's like rediscovering it. But at the same time, Heather and I, this last time we were there, we're like, you know, the happiest place on earth is really a horribly miserable place. <laughs> like, <laughs> look around; it, you cannot at any point stop and look. Without finding some child throwing a royal fish, oh my gosh. Um, somebody so bawling their eyes out, and yeah. every adult looking like they're about to pass out from heat stroke, <laughs> and was, I'm like, and I'm like, this is the happiest place, and I'm dying. There was, I, I sweat more than I ever do in my life. The best moment, speaking of that, Matt, the best moment for me, one of the best moments for the whole trip was, uh, I was walking with my family, and we were a sight, by the way, because we had this like we had this two seater. Um, stroller that was like yes. a locomotive loaded down with Isn't stuff. Isn't it fun? There's nothing like navigating a park with one of those. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, then I'll add it to that is um, my in-laws got like a rascal scooter. Nice. Because That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we had a scooter and and the stroller. Nobody cares. Nobody cares no one about cares. you. Yeah. I, I will say though, getting into the head of a lot of lines is pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but the um we had a lot of people jealous of us at our bus but um but the the best thing that i saw so we're I'm walking with this whole entourage that i'm with i mean seven people at disney and there's this dad walking the opposite direction of us he has identical twin daughters both of which are pitching a royal fit and he has one under each arm <laughs> and they're just screaming and just like tears just flowing i mean they are just they're just kicking just losing it and the dad and i have this moment we make eye contact and he just sort of smirks and shakes his head and And it was just like it was just this beautiful like dad moment um with this this other man i just felt him and so uh it was it was hilarious but i do i i have to say i have to really give a shout out to my two-year-old charlie because his his second birthday was a week in case he's listening in case he's listening for you charlie charlie was a champ at Disney, we had no meltdowns in oh. three days with no nap and no real major meltdowns. Well, Bond, Bond was great last time we went. Who um, he is also too, um, but he was great except um, until well, uh, actually he's three. He just turned three recently. Um, <laughs> shout out to Bond, he's three. Uh, if if. If Disney is listening, Bond is two, and I will <laughs> gladly explain that to the two of you, and we're not recording this. Um, but we went to ride on one of the rides, and the person at the front of the line stood him up to the thing and was like, yeah, he's tall enough. So we waited through the line to get all the way to the front right before you get on the roller coaster, and someone decided they want to check him and say he's too small. And I had to take him out from the literally where you're standing to get into the seat. Oh, right. It was a seven dwarf mine, uh, which is impossible to get on. 
um, if for for people listening. Nah, um, not if you have fast passes, bro. You got fast passes? You didn't get fast passes? You lucked out to get those. Uh, we set those up, and you'd be shocked how hard it is to get those fast passes. Um, oh, and bro, we waited, got all the way up there, and they're like, oh, no, he can't ride it. That is when he threw his fit. So I will say I had one kid throw a fit, but I kind of blame Disney for it. Yeah, well, <laughs> nah, I, I, I didn't do so well last time. I visited Disney. I, I threw a fit, dropped my ice cream on the ground, cried all day, and it sucked. Yeah, that was, that was yesterday. Like, you said it was like three years ago or something. <laughs> it was, uh, and I and I will also say that um, navigating that park with a double stroller is probably the best training I've ever had for if I ever get to actually move to New York City for any time in my life. Because um, my wife can attest to the fact that I take on this totally different persona, and I people don't care that you're pushing a stroller well i no longer care if you're standing in front of me i'm going to push the stroller that way and you're going to move um happiest so, place yeah. on earth the happiest yeah, place know, on right? earth i'm like trying to mow people down with my children but you're it's, floridians it's, though so you know it's it's great it's great it's your turf. this is your turf you know, I, I, we, we, we're making these jokes about the happiest place on earth and like the ironies around a lot of this. But I have to say, Disney's an amazing. I, 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 I want to go on and on with about how amazing Disney is. And I hope oh, yeah. we're going to talk more about them as a company and what they do successfully. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, in spite of the heat, I mean, again, it was like, it was like 300% humidity. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if that's really true, but it was like, I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was like swimming. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been that hot <laughs> since I was in Bangkok, Thailand. It was like, you know. You need like, to go to Blizzard Beach to cool down? You need to go to Typhoon Lagoon? Nah, bro. Go to River Country? Hey, we actually did look into, um, my wife and I did look into surfing at, uh, Typhoon. at Typhoon Lagoon. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's pretty expensive, though. It's a thousand bucks. Oh, jeez. Um, I would surf there, though. But you can bring up, like, <laughs> you can bring, like, 21 people with you. Yeah, nice. We're talking about maybe doing it with, like, a group or something, like a youth group or something. But anyway, um, so we, um, but, like, all the heat, like all the craziness, all the people who just stop in the middle of walking, mm-hmm. in the middle of a path. Like, I mean, just all these annoying things that you could really chalk up that would irritate you every other place. Something about it, about Disney, just, it just I don't care. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I'm still happy. Like, I, I look back on my vacation. Like, I had an amazing vacation. Well, my wife and I have had annual passes for almost two years now. So we've almost gone this, we're in, well into the second year with them. We've gone way too many times as of our Obviously. Season. 16 was only once, one year, and we're already well into the second year. Um, but yeah, we have never gone and left going. All right, I'm ready to leave. It's always, I wish we had another day. Yeah. Um, now, I've been in the park and in the middle of the day at noon, been like, I want to go back to the cabin or back to the room um, and rest and cool off. But I've never been ready for the trip to be done. Disney definitely does it right. And they, they I mean, the, the atmosphere that they create in the theme parks is unbelievable and yeah. unmatched by yeah. any other theme park. Yeah. Okay. It is perfection. Down to the animals that I get. I I just, I don't believe they don't train the ducks (laughs) and the rabbits that are just running around their land supposedly free. Um, But yeah, even down to the animals, they, the way they run those places is unbelievable. Yeah. The critters will just grab your clothes and they'll dress you. (laughs) <laughs> the, cabin. the birds they help yeah. you get ready they clean your room at night yeah no. which i don't know what's real anymore and that's how great disney is yeah. no. it really like i mean like i love the fact like magic kingdom which is actually a lot smaller than i remember it it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a fairly small park well you're a lot bigger than you were the when you right when you well and that's, i actually have a thing about that i'll get to it in a moment but like when you're in each section you're in fantasy land you're in frontier land you're in liberty square you're in whatever like you tomorrowland like you feel like that's the only park. Like that's it. 
Like, it's fully immersive. Yeah, even the sound, the way they design, design the parks and the sound, the music playing in one park, you literally take two steps into the next one, mm-hmm. and it's totally different music, and you don't hear the sounds from the one you just walked right. out of. And you feel like you're in a completely different world. Mm-hmm. Like, it is amazing what they do there. But no, talking about, like, the height thing, like, all right, so, like, Disney Secrets. Like, I, I'm a sucker for, like, all those websites and, like, any documentaries that you see on, like, History Channel or whatever, or Learning Channel that talk about, like, Disney. Mm-hmm. And, like, they talk about, like, Main Street and, like, all the buildings. So, like, the building codes of Disney are, like, like those buildings are really not that big. Like, the castle is really not that big. If right, you, like, yeah, yeah. got it. Like, mm-hmm. it really, like, mm-hmm. stand. But, like, they use a lot of forced perspective in the architecture to make everything look taller, right? So, like, you have buildings that look like they're three stories tall, but they're actually, like, one story tall. It's just yeah. the way they, they stagger the windows. But I realized that the perspective is much more effective if you're a little kid. Oh, yeah, totally. a little. It's all built, like, Walt really felt like he was going to make these things from the angles of, of children, so that the children would be overwhelmed and just blown away by this. I mean, it's such an amazing place. And, like, my favorite park is Epcot. I love Epcot. I love it. Yeah, I love, I love it too. I love, I love, I love that it's, it's, if, you're, if, you're, if you are considering going to Disney and you're listening to this, Epcot is the best bang for your buck because you kind of get two theme parks out of it. Because <laughs> um, you have Future World, which is in the front, and then you have, um, and you have the World Showcase Every in the back. Every other country in the back. <laughs> which is all the countries, all the different countries. And, you know, like I know people joke about that that's sort of like an American perception a lot of these countries or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty great. Like, it's pretty great. I mean, like, they do a lot of work to make you sort of feel like you're really immersed in a place. Morocco, you know, I've been to the Middle East. It feels a little bit like you're there in the middle of a bazaar. I mean, yeah, of course, they're selling, like, Disney kitsch instead of, like, you know, whatever. But, like, um, and then, like, you know, of course, we've determined about a lot of things about Father Chuck in this podcast. I love Japan. Japan is my place to visit. (laughs) And I love the department store, um, the uh, Mitsukoshi uh, department store that is there at at, um, at 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 Epcot. There's a teppanyaki restaurant up top. I ate there for lunch. And uh, someone get this kid to Japan, bro. <laughs> pay me. Actually, my wife and I um, we've saved up frequent flyer, flyer miles. We have enough for two round trip tickets to Japan. Um, but and then, she's staying, and I'm going with them to record a live episode. There we go. <laughs> but then we had children, and so we haven't been able to go yet. But uh-huh. um, but then like out front of that is this cart. That has the frozen cure in Ichiban. So, if you've seen the video on Facebook of me drinking this beer, um, it is this amazing beer that was um, developed for Japanese baseball games. That um, the top of it is like a slushy. It's like the beer in slushy form, and what it does, it keeps the beer cold without watering it down. And they put that on it like a head. Um, it is amazing. But anyway, yeah. So, like, I, I just I love I love everything that Disney does. It's so immersive. Um, it's so well run. Um, you really, I, you know, I, I realized this time. They treat you at Disney like you are – I don't want to say like royalty, but like that you're like a high-paying customer kind of – I mean you are a high-paying customer. But yeah, like, if, you're, if you're there, you're a high-paying customer. But like they treat you though like they treat you very like well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could be – you know, like this could be your one time that you could ever go as a person and they're going to treat you – like an incredible, like, like they're going to treat you like really great there. You know, you're going to have all these amenities, all these stuff going on. I mean, like the, the magic band, which we've talked about the magic mm-hmm. band is uh creepy. It's incredible. I'm just teasing, <laughs> but it, it, 
it, it's creepy how it knows everywhere you are. But it is the Magic Band is like the coolest thing ever. Oh, the Magic Band is awesome. You buy everything I, with it. I, you I, get on all your rides with it. Yeah. Like you, 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 le- you can lock your wallet and everything in the safe at your hotel, and that's all you need is a I'm, band on your wrist. I'm pretty sure I want I, it to work here. I, I'm pretty sure I personally have probably like um, twenty of them. But like when whenever you like sign up for a new trip, they send you a new one. That's how that's how I got some of them. But I've also bought way too many. See, I want to um, buy one. I want I want to get with the orange bird. I, I love the orange two, bird character. I've got two from the Halloween, the not so scary Halloweens. I buy them um, the the limited edition one whenever I go because those you know how when you scan your band it lights up green mm-hmm. on the thing. It lights up all different colors, and one of them howls at you. One of them is Mickey saying "Happy God, Halloween." That's so awesome! So, they, so the limited, the limited edition ones do different things. So like, I'll stand in line, you scan, and everyone's like, "Wow, what did that do?" Like, and it's fun. And then, um, and then speaking of Mickey and Mickey merchandise and and its own nerdum, um, I've become a huge fan of hipster Mickey. So I own the the hipster Mickey Magic Band. Um, What's the hipster Mickey? And, and two T-shirts and a hoodie. Is that the like the new like the new animated version of Mickey? It is, it is a, it is a. Um, it, he's not like on any of the cartoons or anything. It's just something at the parks and artwork that they do because they have different artists there who are like freelance that Disney has picked up to because of their design. And he, he's probably one of the most famous. Um, I can't remember the artist's name right now, which is killing me. But if you look him, look it up. Um, that artist is one of the most like people are excited about, but it's just hipster Mickey. He has like a the beanie on and oh, okay. and carries usually some kind of a obvious latte and has like his his headphones around his neck and his iPod in his hand and it's just stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I become a huge fan of him and own way too much merchandise with with hipster Mickey. Well, I'm, and I'm rocking my retro. Epcot t-shirt right now, which I bought a, a variation of that for JP last time I was well, mm-hmm. I did, and I love it, and it's great. Yep. Uh, you, I, JP, you're like chomping at the bit to talk. We're like, I, yes, because JP has experience that neither of us do with the uh, magical world of Disney. Because he's worked, um, and that you worked there. I'm a former cast member yeah. of uh, Disney's MGM Studios. Yes, not That's an right. employee. <laughs> nobody, nobody at Disney is an employee. They're cast members. Cast members, and you are not customers. You are guests. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I My very first job ever was for uh, MGM Studios. It was the summer of 99. And as soon as I uh, turned 16, literally the next day, it was like, JP, get a job. So I called up the old casting call hotline and, uh, you know, I became an employee. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry a cast member. Um, That's awesome, dude. Yeah. For some was... reason, I, how did I know? I didn't know this. You didn't know that? You didn't know I worked no. for Disney? No. I thought, the only, I thought the only place in Disney you worked was when you worked at the Virgin Megastore at uh, Downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs. Uh, I worked at both Virgin Megastore and the AMC Theater right next to it. All right. Yeah. The uh, Pleasure Island 18 or whatever? 24. 24. <laughs> Get it right, Chuck. Uh, it was the first 20. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was the, it was the biggest theater in Orlando for the longest time. It was. Uh, it was my favorite one, too, because it had a balcony. It was the only theater that had a balcony. Um, so, yeah, I, I was a cast member, and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life, uh, especially, like, when you first start, when you become a cast member at Disney. It doesn't matter what job you take, whether you're, like, cleaning toilets in the hotel rooms or you're, like, in charge of a ride or you're, like, a stunt person for the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. <laughs> um, you all start at what's called Disney University or Disney U. 
I mean, they might have changed it since then. I don't know if they have or not. But you just they they put you into this big room with all these other cast members and stuff, and um, you just get to know each other. And they talk about the history of Disney and why Disney is so great. And they go over like you know um, etiquette and stuff and how to treat um, how to treat guests and whatnot. And uh, one of the coolest things was you they took us all on a tour of uh, the Magic Kingdom. And we got to see the the lower levels of the Magic Kingdom, because people don't know that Magic Kingdom is actually like on a second level. It's actually right. elevated, and all of the behind the scenes stuff happens underground. Yeah, the Disney Underground. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's actually pretty righteous because like whenever we would go to a different ride or something, we would never like go through the park. We always went underground and like went through like a, a stairwell or a secret stairwell or passageway or something. So that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah, which yeah. which is how Magic Kingdom looks so perfect all the time because yeah. cast members are literally appearing and disappearing to yeah. make sure things are set up right. Well, um, but Magic Kingdom, that's why it's definitely the the number one example of Disney because it's like perfection. Like Epcot and... Mm, it wasn't and, super perfect when I was there. But. Um, Epcot <laughs> and Hollywood Studios or MGM Studios, before you yell at me again, um, they're incredible but magic kingdom's kind of it's like a step above it they're going undergoing a lot of construction right now maybe that's why maybe. you saw kind of the downside but um but yeah it, it's kind of like the well-oiled machine is magic kingdom because of that underground and how everybody's disappearing in and out yeah well and like my wife like when she was doing um when she was doing corporate training for her job um she was an accountant for a big firm um, they they would go to Disney when they do their training, and during, at, at one of those training sessions, they told them about how they Disney had researched the like the um, like the maximum distance somebody would walk before they'd throw a piece of trash on the ground. So what I got like eight steps, ten steps, whatever the whatever the metric was. Yeah, they put a trash can at mm-hmm. that distance throughout the park. Mm-hmm. So like you're always within you're always within like super easy distance to a trash can at Disney to help kind of mm-hmm. keep it clean. And it's like, I mean, just little things like that. Like I love, I love what they do. Like, and like you're talking about the underground, like that, that whole like tunnel system under to make things efficient. And uh, yeah, I mean, they have their own systems, man. They have something called the Disney point. For instance, uh, it's a little known thing. Never yeah. point with one finger, never point with one finger, never point at a person. It either used two fingers to point or you present whatever it is. Mm. In the direction you're going. Mm-hmm. Which I, I heard rumor was because uh, Walt himself was a smoker. Mm-hmm. I heard that that was a nod to him because he always had a cigarette in his hand, so he pointed with two fingers. That's funny. I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's a rumor I heard. So he always pointed with the two fingers, and that's what started the the Disney point. Well, and they've got him, out. and they've got him frozen under that statue in front of the castle, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. They have. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> Uh, we we will we will do a whole nother episode on the uh, Disney mythology, all the myths surrounding <laughs> just the theme parks, not even like the movies and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like this is legit that there's a problem. So my favorite ride at Disney is the Haunted Mansion. They have a legit problem with people, people spreading dumping ashes, ashes. Yeah. like cremains on mm-hmm. the ride. Uh, people yeah. people take their cremated loved ones there to spread their ashes in the haunted mansion. That's, they, that's a legitimate, like, proven uh, issue yeah, that they have. I don't have that. I'm, I did not have that job. Wow, <laughs> cleaning up people's remains <laughs> off a ride. Oh God, no, that's yeah, terrible. No, but uh, it was it was really cool. Uh, you know, my my job at, at MGM Studios was. Uh, 
I was called what's uh, what's called an usher, and at the time, it's sort of like you you covered. I don't know what the attraction is now, but there at the time there was a, a live show that was based on um, the cartoon Doug because Disney acquired Doug from Nickelodeon after a number of years, right? And they had a live version of it, and that's mainly where I worked. I was just like you know directing people into the show. And then when I wasn't doing that, I was working across the way at the Indiana Jones stunt show. Again, directing people, lots and lots of people into the seats and like choosing the cast members for the extras, you know, and they choose audience members to participate and stuff. And then um, I was supposed to work on Star Tours, but I never got to. Ah, I know. I, I would have breaks with, with the Star Tours employees, though. Like, I actually had lunch with Chewbacca once. That was kind of funny. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> And uh, I was also, my area was the, we called GMR, which is the great movie ride. Oh, yeah. Which is still there. And they were actually uh, prepping me for that ride. Oh. I was going to be the guy that, you know, stood on the cart. And, oh, man. And the thing. That's but, awesome. But I actually. Um, yeah, but one full day, disclosure, here's what happened. <laughs> I, uh, um, this is my first job. And I he was, was a kid, irresponsible high school kid. And I was like, I don't want to go to work today. So I didn't go. <laughs> and, and he never went again. <laughs> and then they are like, no call, no show fired. <laughs> okay. And I didn't care at the time. And it was funny because after, after I graduated high school and came back to Orlando, um, I tried to reapply with him. <laughs> and it was funny because I was kind of dreading it. I didn't want to go back to work with him. I was a little more jaded by then because I wasn't a young 15-year-old. I was, nine, was like going on 19. And they like, before we went through the process, they had, they sat me down in the movie theater to go through what's called orientation where you just watch all these inspiring Disney videos. And it got me amped. I was like, oh, I'm going to work for Disney again. I'm going to be happy. And then they take me into an office like, no, we can't hire you. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're, that, you're that Disney note. blacklisted. Yeah, because I, bla- I was blacklisted, dude. Dude, like, bro, like, you could have been like, you could have been like hanging out with like the alien on the great movie ride, but no, you had to be like a little punk kid. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, what? All, all, all that was great, but my biggest ambition that I never got to achieve while living in Orlando, and I never will be able to. I always, always, always wanted to work on the Jaws ride. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to be a skipper on the Amityville one. <laughs> my, my my friend Jamie from the pet store that I worked at, my first job was a pet store. Um, and uh, Jamie ended up working as a skipper on the Jaws ride. And I once got to ride on the boat, just me and my friends. <laughs> it was cool. You mentioned something, JP, and I, th- I, I feel like this is an interesting point for to jump off for topic if I, if I can take control of the podcast for a second. Okay. Um, which was, you talked about being jaded. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel like all three of us have gone through, maybe this is a thing that like all, uh, all people do, but like, I feel like we've all gone through that phase. Like we were kids. We loved Disney. Disney was awesome. And then we were like, we're teenagers and in college and we're like, it's a multi, it's a multinational conglomerate that's Especially exploiting children Florida. for money. Yeah, yeah. And like, Oh, work for the mouse. And like, you love like all these like stories, about how awful Disney is. And you get all jaded about Disney and it's like, Oh, I'm never going to take my kids there. Blah, this blah, is blah. an oversized mall of restaurants, man. Like whatever. Yeah. Like fight the man. And then it's like, then you have like this moment where you're like, actually no, Disney is pretty incredible <laughs> i i just can't stop laughing at the two of your faces <laughs> um, 
But but full disclosure, if I ever Angry said that, it was it was just because the two of you were and I was trying to fit in, um, because I've always been a loser for Disney. Like really, I, I just yeah. I, well, I, I went, well when everybody else was jaded, I was um I, I was I was Knight of Joy. Um, exactly, that's yeah. what I was about to say. That that's like the basis of mine and Matt's friendship is Knight of Joy, two thousand two thousand. 2000 or 2001 should we explain to the listeners what night of joy is no <laughs> by the way they've relegated it to the espn thing this year it's not actually at any of the yeah, Disney parks. i heard it's, it's uh, you, sort of canceled kind know, of. if you want to know what night of joy is refer back to previous podcast episodes on the christian media empire <laughs> um it was basically a collection of those it's actually it's, it's a cool premise it is it's yeah. it, it's basically it was uh, uh a night where Nine of, one a.m. I think it was what from like nine o'clock to one a.m. Yeah, park. Uh, it basically it's just a, it was just a bunch of Christian bands all scattered throughout the park performing in different areas. I think that's a cool idea. I mean, it was it's, you know it's all Christian music, but <laughs> like it, it was cool for us. You know, it's like you get to ride all these rides, and as soon as you get off ride, oh, there's a concert right here. Yeah, yeah, it was. I saw DC the, Talk, man. I saw DC Talk in front of the uh, in front of the castle. Yeah, yeah I it, saw uh, Newsboys in front of the castle. Newsboys, That's how I was going yeah, there. and Jars of Clay. Yeah, um, it was definitely the best time to go to Disney because drastically less um, crowd oh, yeah. on a normal Disney night, and if, still jam packed. Don't get me wrong, Night of well, Joy packed out. Yeah. When we when we went anyway, obviously if it's not there anymore, it wasn't doing as well. But it packed out, but still nothing compared to a normal running day at Disney. So you could actually get on every ride. Well, and what was great about it, what I found was like because Night of Joy is much more like the adult contemporary Christian music, and so it was like not the kind of stuff I listened to. So when I went with like like not my church, my friends, whatever, like I didn't want it, most of the bands I didn't care about, mm-hmm. and so everyone wanted to see those bands, and I was like, shoot, I can go like. Space Mountain by myself. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, Actually, one of the cool things I, I saw there, you know, if you go to uh, Tomorrowland or Tomorrow World, I don't, I don't know if it's Tomorrow World, probably, yeah. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. If you go to Tomorrowland, there's a restaurant there, right? I think it's yeah. called Ray's. Cosmic, yep. Cosmic Rays. Rays. Cosmic Rays. And it's like this little alien playing on, a, on like a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Chuck, did you know that there is actually an underground – there's a stage beneath that stage that like rises up as an elevator? <laughs> I do know that because – um, I believe it was Sarah Mason. Was yeah. it Sarah Mason or it was some Christian female Christian artist? Um, it was the first concert that I ever saw at Night of Joy when we were in it. Like, what's going on here? And then that stage emerged from yeah, under the with her on it, which was epic, awesome yeah. for kind of a mediocre performance. Yeah, exact same thing happened with us when I saw because we, we were sitting in that restaurant. Like, what's I don't, how are they going to just going to come out with this little alien that's here? Like, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, like, 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 like fog. Yeah, and thing, like lifting up and ladies like, whoa, what's happening? Who was it again? I can't remember the name I of the group. Know. It was some like. It was, it was like an S Club 7 type yeah, group. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> like, oh, a co-ed, man. like a co-ed performance group. Like, I don't know. Man, that's going to drive me nuts. To be but fair, yeah, this was, is one of those things was, that were universal. Blue Disney out yeah. of the water really quickly with Rock the Universe. <laughs> Rock the Universe because they had P.O.D. Yeah, because they got like the they got the alternative mm-hmm. rock bands. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, P.O.D. and Skillet. Dude, Rock the Universe is still going strong every year. Really? That's funny. Well, and I guess I guess that was the closest to jaded with Disney I ever was, is I went through certain ages where if I was going to Orlando, Disney was not the theme park I was going to. It was Universal or Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Um, but I, I still I still always loved I always loved I always loved Disney. Always well, loved Mickey. Well, I we, hate we, I hate roller coasters, so it was always Disney for me. Well, we we've talked a lot about Disney as a theme park. 
mm-hmm. a lot about Disney theme park. Yeah, what about about theme park. <laughs> what about uh, all the things that Disney puts out throughout the year that we enjoy? Things, uh, Pixar movies, and and you know, of course, the, the acquisition of Marvel and Star Wars, and how they've uh, reintroduced Star Wars back into the world and and re- essentially redeemed modern Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. And uh, took this Marvel, this Marvel Studios concept, and then just like, just like, gave it like enormous muscular legs to where it's like at a multi-billion-dollar conglomerate now. Like, they do some incredible stuff that I look forward to every year now. Well, and like, so, so I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a big fan of Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, I, I've re- I, I enjoy Walter Isaacson biography. Obviously, we're all, all we're all Apple guys here in this group. But I really like Steve Jobs, and Steve Jobs really admired Disney as a company and what they did. Obviously, Steve Jobs also started Pixar, which got picked up by Disney. But he had a very he, he really enjoyed what they did. And, and I'm mentioning all of this because I think it's really admirable what Disney did with Marvel. Like they acquired Marvel. And they've pretty much kind of kept their hands off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like, the most part, yeah. I mean, they, they, they've steered the some stuff. exception of, like, Edgar Wright having to leave Ant-Man. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, a few things. But, like, I feel like largely, though, they've let Marvel be Marvel. Right. And that's like, because they let of Kevin, Kevin Feige. Feige yeah. They let Kevin Feige do his thing. Um, I mean, because, you know, they, there's been some shakeups that happened in the past couple years, like Promalter and all these other folks. They had to kind of they, – yeah. they had to get move around and do different things. But for the most part, like, I'm really amazed that, like – because everyone was worried that, like – it was going to be like this Disneyfication of Marvel. That, I like, remember that. Yeah, it was like yeah, Marvel's going to become Kitty and 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 everything. Selena and, Gomez is going to play Rogue, right? <laughs> and and like they, though in retrospect, that actually probably would have been awesome. <laughs> um, but like you know, but they've really, uh, yeah, I, I I really greatly admire Disney and what they've done. I mean, and I'm really surprised too about what they've done with their own in-house stuff recently i mean like the live action cinderella was an excellent little movie yeah taking a page from their own book by doing yeah. that so um funny. finding dory was okay i haven't seen it yet oh, you saw finding dory yeah i did i saw it last night with my children um it was no it was spoilers. good no no spoilers this will be a spoiler free commentary um it was good but again, you have the um, they have the misfortune of they've created the movies before it, um, so you're comparing it to their other movies. It's nowhere near on the level of Finding Nemo, um, but Finding Dory is good. I will say this will be my really short rant here. You made a joke after we had Rob Bell about your book that you and Keelan were writing and how you started writing this book and pulled all nighters and then found out oh Rob Bell already wrote it. Um, I I will say Disney stole my idea. <laughs> right after seeing Finding Nemo, yeah. I was like, it should totally make a movie called Finding Dory where she's looking for her family and it's actually about finding yourself and that they, they created Finding Dory. Um, so they, for, maybe you should work they, for Pixar. Man. They nailed it like dead on. But um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was fun. It was entertaining, but it was not Finding Nemo good. Mm, it wasn't right. wasn't amazing. Can I ask you guys a, a personal question? Sure. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Disney animation movie. Oh, that's hard. Like, okay, like we got to qualify this. Disney, Disney or Disney anim- Pixar? No, Disney animation. That's that 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 does that does not include yeah. Pixar. Okay. Like flip animation, computer animation. What are we talking no, here? No, no, no. Like, well, no. Disney, Disney Animation Studios, man. Like the company. Disney animation <laughs> Studios. <laughs> they made, well, but like, like Frozen. Frozen is Disney. Like, like are we talking? Okay, like, but it is animation. Like Little Mermaid, Sleeping okay. Beauty, Snow White, Cinderella. 
the big <laughs> ones, the big boys. Let's say the, the drawn ones. The top the tier, hand, top the shelf. Hand drawn, the, the hand drawn, hand drawn ones. Okay, okay. That's I'm just <laughs> clarification here. I, I would say I'm torn between the two because um, there's two of them for me. Um, Sleeping Beauty was one of them. Mm. I was that weird romantic kid growing up. Um, when other people loved playing like the the superhero stuff, I wanted to be like the prince from Sleeping Beauty who's trying to rescue like the princess. Um, and then you were Lilo a guy and... that wanted to save a girl and make out with her to save her. Like, oh wow, that's really weird. Like I just enjoyed the, I, I enjoyed the drama aspect of it. Um, no, I'm just saying it's funny that that's considered weird. You're, yeah, yeah. Well, well, when you're nine or ten, it is yeah. considered weird. Um, and then the other is uh, Lilo and Stitch. Well, it's just good. Great I love Lilo and Stitch, and the Elvis aspect of it is just a big bonus to me. But I love, and we'll we'll talk. We'll save we'll save Elvis debates for a different day. But um, but yeah, I love Lilo and Stitch and uh, Sleeping Beauty. So I honestly couldn't place them there. And then obviously, just barely below those is Lion King. Hmm. Which, oh, yeah. by the way, for for young millennials out there who think that they know it, it's Hamlet. Go read the original story. <laughs> it was written by Shakespeare. Um, but it's yeah. also an anime that was. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> There's that some of that controversy. He yeah. would he would um, take it back to the Japanese stuff, but it's fine. That's so, what I do. They all ripped off Shakespeare. Well, well this is like a, considered to be like a literal like uh, like plagiarism. Like mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. What's the name of it? It's like Simba the White Lion or whatever. Yeah, Samba the White Lion, something like that. Yeah, no, and it's it's it's, it's yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I'm going to be hipster in my answer, shockingly. Um, <laughs> I, I think if we're going to go with two. I like Disney before it was cool. Go for, no, as, many I, as, go for as many as you want, man. You throw in a live action film if you want. Whatever. My absolute. Wait a minute. We just. <laughs> just okay, no, 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 no. Go back. Go back. That's, that's just correct. My absolute. Oh, we my can ab- talk about castaways. My no, absolute sorry, favorite. Probably absolute. Um, absolute favorite piece of Disney animation from the for the films um, would be. Um, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ah, nice. The short. I did. Yeah. I did forget about that because I don't tend to lump it in with the mm-hmm. the the full length feature films. But yeah, no, Sleepy no. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I love it. Love it. And, and then I would not say the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow movie. People, <laughs> come on. I enjoy that movie too, though. But I, but I but I love that. I love the animation. Um, the, the animated one. But I, I my second uh, my my close second would probably have to be um, Robin Hood. Of course, uh-huh. that's a great one. Yeah, I've seen that one in so it, so long. Interesting about that one is that it was made so on the cheap because they were having a lot of financial troubles. The, the animation yeah. studio back then. A lot then. of the scenes are from other. A lot of the film yeah. sets are just repainted oh. versions of other, like um, Snow White and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a really interesting thing to look up on the internet, by the way, and watch the t- the two scenes play out by each other. Right. It's also kind of in, kind of genius on their part that they mm-hmm. were able to recycle all that stuff. Yeah, it's just recycling. I mean, it's what Hanna Barbera was doing in the seventies. Yeah. So, uh, Chuck, uh, the the Sleepy Hollow cartoon isn't it? Isn't, isn't there like two versions of it? Like there's there's like a Sleepy Hollow legend, and is there one where it's kind of like mashed up with another cartoon? Am I am I remember, remembering that correctly? Is it is it mashed up with like the Wind in the Willows or something? No, or it's like... not matched up. They were they were like were released together on like yeah. VHS because they're both shorts. Right. So like when you bought them, you bought the um, Mr. Toad 
Yeah, Mr. Toad. When Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or something like that. and Or that's the ride that used to be at Disney. I right. forget what the name of the the Adventures of Mr. Toad so, or yeah. Yeah. is based on Wind in the Willows and the um, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. They were released on the same VHS, um, which look that up in Wikipedia when you don't know what VHS is. But they were, rela- they were released together, but they weren't like in any way um, tied together. Yeah, yeah. They just were released yeah. together. You got to get the you got to get to get those, those those Disney movies on those VHS clamshells. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were actually those would go for a lot of money. Oh my goodness, yeah, because uh, again, we could do a whole nother episode because we can't start it now. It's way too late. A whole nother episode on the hidden stuff in those oh, original gosh. Those original VHS copies it and gets how dirty. much something's are worth. Yeah, it <laughs> really does. Made, it gets so dirty. It, it really – so does Lion King. Yeah. Um, it really does. And it's legitimate. Like it's there. I don't care what they say. It's not people reading into it. It was legitimate um, hidden stuff in those movies that mm-hmm. animators who are adult – um, animators who think they're funny I mean, and just the, threw in stuff. People the same, found the out same later. people who wound up making Adult Swim. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's it's in there. Um, but yeah, just look it up online. Google yeah. it. We'll we'll have to do a whole episode for that stuff. But yeah, yeah. I gotta say, my my, my favorite uh, Disney animation movie is uh, Little Mermaid. It's very good. Yeah, I'm very I'm very fond of that movie because it was one of definitely one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters. I was six years old, I think. I always love things like, you know, underwater stories, underwater adventures, you know, sailing, uh, Atlantis, you know, what? He's an Aquaman fan. I know it. (laughs) Go ahead. Carry on. Is there something wrong with Aquaman, (laughs) Matt Wells? Did you ever see the pilot episode of the show? No. Okay. I know better. Then don't comment yet. I also think think that the music in, in Little Mermaid is actually incredible. Um, that's also why I like, uh, I think Sleeping Beauty is also one of my favorites, uh, because of the music is like, is phenomenal. Probably the best music in, in, in any of the Disney movies is in, exists in Sleeping Beauty. I love, and I love the, uh, in Sleeping Beauty, just, I, I just want to comment on just the, the gothic atmosphere of mm-hmm. a lot of that movie. Well, that's what I, I love too. Well, and I love, I love the shot when she first sees the spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. Like I love the way that's animated. It's got like a green light behind it, mm-hmm. and it's so like and created eerie. one of the most iconic villains in Disney oh, yeah. history is Maleficent, who yeah. um, had her own movie, which is interesting. I'm not an idiot. Actually, no. I, I'm an idiot. I didn't mean Sleeping Beauty. I meant Beauty and the Beast. I'm an idiot. Okay, oh. Beauty and the Beast. Okay. <laughs> but you're right um, about Sleeping Beauty. It is a beautiful yes. movie, and it's actually Disney's favorite movies that he made. Um, but you're right about that. I'm like, what are, what are they talking about? <laughs> oh, but, but full disclosure, like, like to pick, to pick, a, to pick a favorite Disney movie, it's such a hairline minute, um, difference between every other Disney movie in my mind. Like they're all equally ranked to pick right. a favorite one is just like, this Ooh. is the one that I liked the longest mm. when I was a kid um, well, for I, me. Pocahontas may, might not be that. Well, they they had a few falters, but Pocahontas, I mean, when it was made, if you view it now in light of, like, a a more adult mindset of reality, um, yeah, we won't talk about it. But when you're a kid, like, it was still good. It was entertaining. It it fell short. But for the most part, their movies, like, I mean, to to talk about the big ones, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella – um, to pick a favorite, it's really like, Tarzan, oh, I, I just prefer. It's still Colin yeah, it's like, I just prefer the color blue, and there was more blue in that one, so that's my favorite. Like, you have to go to those levels to pick a favorite out well, of those movies. I, I, can I just say really quick, just as a side note, how remarkable is as we're talking about this? Majority of the Disney movies, like, I remember as a kid thinking, like, they were for girls because 
they feature female protagonists. Right, yeah. One of the few, I mean, that's pretty progressive when you think about it at Disney's standpoint. I mean, I know there's debate over the way that they're depicted. Right, because they're always being rescued, yeah. but it's still. But they're the main character. Yeah, they were the main. The princes main are just sort of generic dudes. Like, they're not, they're not major characters. No, I mean, they're literally names like Prince Charming. Eric. If I could just kind of get back to, because uh, since I met Beauty and the Beast, and I feel like I didn't really get to talk about one of my favorite Disney movies, uh, I think what really sets it apart is the music. Um, I mean, I think Beauty and the Beast, too, is also one of the, even talking about the progressive aspect. You could argue, again, it's centered around a woman who meets a man, and it's all about her meeting. But she is definitely the main character to mm-hmm. the point where he's basically, um, she's saving him throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Um, a little Stockholm like, Syndrome in that book, movie, though. Uh, <laughs> maybe just a tiny bit. Maybe just a tiny bit. Will we overlook that? Okay. <laughs> I, in, a, in, a movie, in a movie about what, talking clocks and candles, there's no Stockholm Syndrome, okay? Just you guys got to ruin my Disney cartoons too. Beauty and the Beast. What really sets it apart is the music, and what people yes. need to know is that one of the writers of the music is a man named uh, Howard Ashman. Howard Ashman died of AIDS um, before Beauty and the Beast was released. Mm-hmm. People who died of AIDS back then, majority were gay, right? And Howard Ashman was no exception. Um, he does. He did not get a whole lot of recognition back then. And he's pretty much responsible for music in that movie. And I think even Little Mermaid to a certain extent. Um, but he would have been like the music guy for that whole decade. Yeah. Um, because that's who the go-to guy was when, when, this, when that Disney renaissance started with like Little Mermaid. And yeah. Sleeping Beauty, I think, was like the second one in that, so that sort of renaissance, that sort of era. You mean, do you mean Beauty and the Beast again? Sleeping <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. That's <laughs> terrible. I, like... Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to detract what you're distract from what you're saying. I have a unique memory of Little Mermaid, where I was in kindergarten and we watched it in school, um, but it wasn't released until a long time after that. Like we somehow Disney gave copies to like schools to show to kids. That's weird. And like I remember seeing it, and then it came out in the movie theater, and I'm like, I already saw this movie. Huh. Like it's really weird, and it's, yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, but anyways, <laughs> they know. needed to then. I mean, Disney wasn't doing so well. No, I remember. Period. I remember in ninth grade. This is hilarious to me now because they own Marvel and Star Wars. I remember in ninth grade we had to for civics class pick a company and pretend to invest in it for the stock market. And I was like, I'm doing Disney. And I put my fake money into Disney and failed horribly because they were on the verge of bankruptcy um, by the end of, like, that year. Um, but now we, we laugh at the idea of them going bankrupt yeah. right now. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Howard Ashman. Thank him for all the wonderful music and Beauty and the Beast, and, well, which itself is, is a great movie. I love the animation of the film. My favorite part of the movie, of course, aside from the music, is also uh, I love I love the uh, the um, prologue, uh, the way they kind of narrating, sort of the, the setting up the whole story. And it's just, uh, and of course, uh, Gaston. Hello, Gaston's great character, greatest villain of all time, <laughs> who is also the most amazing person to track down. If you go to, <laughs> yes. if you go to Magic Kingdom. Go find the tavern where the guy who dresses as Gaston goes, or just look him up on YouTube. I'm sure you've all seen him on YouTube. Yeah. He's the most entertaining person to watch oh, in the park too. Um, he's hilarious. Like <laughs> that guy, whoever they picked to do that. Um, again, if you look on YouTube, you can see the videos. 
like he just sold it. Oh. He sold out into it like like uh, Ryan Reynolds did with Deadpool. Yeah. He's like that level of sold out. You can like you can like on. Chuck. You can like challenge him to do push ups and stuff and like in a really contest. Yeah, he'll, he'll that do is, look that video up. It's hilarious. <laughs> but look don't do it unless you can actually do a push up because yeah. he will embarrass you. Yeah. Look up the push up <laughs> contest on YouTube. It's hilarious. Or the little girl that that picks a fight with him about um, about uh, Belle from Beauty. Really? Often, I, I need to see. You gotta funny. look. You gotta look the guy up. Guys. He's a genius. We need to go to Disney World, and we, yes. need to, we need to record an episode from Disney World, and we need to find Gaston. We, <laughs> we, we need to, get to him on have him on our podcast <laughs> as Gaston. We don't need to know the name of the guy playing it because that violates Disney theme park <laughs> that's, rules. That's true. That's it true. Does. Because I currently know somebody who plays a very huge character in the Disney park, and we're not supposed to know who they play. They will hunt you down. Oh, really? Yeah, they will. They can get in big trouble with that. I used to. I used to occasionally hang out with a guy. Um, he was dating, um, and I, I mean, I, I knew I saw his girlfriend from time. But he, he was dating um, the girl who played Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't tell you the character because they're currently employed. Um, I can tell you after when we're not recording, just in case. But yeah, they're not supposed to know who who they play or where they are really? in the huh. park. Well, I just noticed we haven't really done any divinity stuff with this episode. <laughs> you got too caught up in the magic of Disney. <laughs> well, I, Disney thinks it's its own god. Well, I was gonna—I I mean, because I, I could—I could comment on how I think the church could learn from Disney. Well, what do you think the church could learn from Disney, Chuck? They really believe in what they're putting out as a company. Like it, they have a they have a very consistent narrative, um, and across all of their all across resort, park, movie, whatever, they have a very consistent narrative of what they want to do and what they believe in. They will put that out there. They have no problem being an evangelist. They have no problem proclaiming the message of what it is they're about. They have no problem of trying to tell you that the world can be a better place, that we can find magic in the world. Right. And I think, like, too many Christians are cynical these days. We're too mm-hmm. cynical. We complain about everything. I think it would be – I think we could learn a lot from Disney to say – be singular focused and say there is, you know, there is something else going on here and we can – well, and also, you can present your message and share your message with the world and bring people in on the journey without um, picking fights and right. causing problems. Right. You could actually, like, here's a shocker. People could actually want to to know what you're talking about. I mean, that's just a, and Yeah, and to do it professionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, to do it professionally. Take it seriously. Take seriously what you believe in. I mean, like, one of the problems that I have in – I mean, one of the problems that we have – and the Episcopal Church is uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of clergy who I don't think take this message seriously. We get kind of apologetic around like you know, I mean not like apologetic like defense of the faith, but like we feel this need to apologize for all this stuff that the Christian church has done over time. And it's like, yeah, there's some there's there's some stuff that we need to acknowledge, but I think we've acknowledged it by now. Let's be serious about Jesus. Let's be serious about what it is we believe and represent and and own that. I mean like Disney is doing that with what they believe, and, you and they could, do a great job yeah, with it. And you could argue Disney has had to apologize and own up the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the past, and they've done it well. Um, and I think the lasting power that Disney has is their ability to present their message in a way that um, invites people into it rather than hits yes. people with it. Yes. So, and that goes all the way down to, because again, we're, I mean, we've been going so long, we don't have time to cover so many things about Disney, <laughs> but that goes all the way down to the, the cartoons that my children are obsessed with, like Doc McStuffins <laughs> or the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's like the same, the same stuff or, uh, um, Sophia, 
I mean, that one's huge. Princess Sophia, give me a break. Um, Sophia the First, there's the name of the cartoon. The Sorry. Pirates of Never, the Neverland Pirates. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. Um, they, it's the same thing in those cartoons that it is all the way to their feature-length movies, and yet it's done in a way that is understandable for each different age level and is inviting people to partake in the the joy of expressing their message of which which just to say i believe their message is one of community and joining together mm-hmm. um and then that we can accomplish anything if we find community and yeah. join together and you can go from jake and the neverland pirates with their little pirate band that have to accomplish every journey together to um, one that i have a personal soft spot for girl meets world where it's about friends who discover that the only way they're going to make it through this world is to do it together, all the way to their feature-length movies like Finding Dory, which is about the friends and family that cause us to do this together. It's the same message running from beginning, from the littlest to the oldest, and it's done in a way that reaches each and invites them in to an idea of accepting other people and using our strengths and community to move toward a better future. Yeah. I I mean, just having just been there, that's absolutely true. It is, it is a small world after all. Yeah, it is. That is a creepy ride (laughs) and an an annoying, annoying song. song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think one of the most touching things that I've seen, uh, and I've seen a lot of touching things. I, one of those sad people that watches videos that make you cry on YouTube. Uh, What was the, the video? And I think probably made its way on, on Facebook. The video where the girl who who was deaf and spoke in sign language, she finally got to meet Tinkerbell, and Tinkerbell turned out that she could speak sign language. She could speak sign language, yeah, which that just (sighs) – you could not have orchestrated a better outcome. I mean, from a a story point of view, not to say that it was orchestrated, but from a story point of view, you couldn't have written it better, that the character, the cast member – who is playing Tinkerbell at the time, knows sign language and starts answering the... Uh, that's unbelievable. That's, put, yeah, I, haven't, I, blame, I haven't seen this video. We should put this video on the Facebook. Yeah, I blame JP. He showed me the video <laughs> just to just to make me kind of cry. But um, but JP cried with the, the, the Goose movie. But we'll just move we're on. Not, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that's that. That's not we're Disney. Not. Or it is, is it Disney? I think it is Disney. It is. <laughs> It is Disney. Disney Disney. makes JP cry, cat's out of the bag, or should I say mouse? I don't know. The end. We're talking about Fly Away Home, which is my mom's favorite movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jeff Daniels, Anna Pack One. Anyway. Oh, full disclosure, JP, I embarrassed you. I cried at um, Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip, so we won't even get into it. (laughs) Oh, no. Won't even tell you the moment that (laughs) I'm out of here. I won't won't even come back. I got teared up at that one. So just if I'm going to throw you under the bus, JP, I'll do it myself. Too. <laughs> um, I won't even tell you how or why, but I got teared up during that one. So <laughs> that is not Disney. By the, the last way. movie so that made you cry. The last thing that made me cry. The last movie that made me cry was um, Inside Out. Oh, yeah. dude, dude. Oh, oh my God. <sighs> Disney has reached with their Pixar, <laughs> Pixar movies. They have reached a whole new level of like, in a good way, ripping your heart out. Oh, yeah. And it really, really, really hit, like, its its beginning point with Up. 
I mean, the beginning oh, of Up. The beginning of Up. If you don't get teared up at the beginning of Up, you have no soul. Um, I walked up on an airplane on my way to Jerusalem, and, like, I I had just said goodbye to Cana. Oh, my gosh. Up is, oh, my goodness. We had just gotten engaged. And then Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. Oh, my gosh. Just wow. a, it's just an epic journey of trying to, watching, trying to tug at your heart. Watching toys face their mortality. Yes, face their oh mortality. Toy Story 3. Like, I, I was fine throughout that movie. I'm like, I don't know what people are talking about. I don't know why they're crying in this movie. Then, like, the end came when he gave all his oh toys God. away. I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here it comes. <laughs> The Toy Story yeah. franchise, which I blame probably for 90% of our hoarder problems in the world. <laughs> probably. Uh, totally and sure. then Inside Out is an incredible view into depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh, a yeah. ch- it's a children's cartoon it, with an incredible view into struggling with depression. And it is done in such a way that I want my children to watch this movie. But while I'm watching it, uh, it's ripping your heart out. First like, movie, oh First movie that Charlie ever watched. We watched it with Charlie, and um, first movie he ever sat through. He was engaged the whole time. To this day, he'll play with a toy train, and he'll say, the train fall in the canyon. The train falls <laughs> in the canyon. Because there's, like, the scene with the train mm-hmm. in the canyon. Bing bong. Um, bong. And then Bing bong. Yeah. Oh, bing bong. That's depressing. <laughs> we got to do a Pixar episode Stop. now. Stop making me cry on our we, po- I cried during our last episode, JP. Don't make me cry during this one, too. we got to do a Pixar episode now. <laughs> that's what this means it's the pixar I, I agree next episode is just gonna be totally pixar well not the next one but our next uh so big event so the divinity aspect of this is that disney is on point with their message i mean they're, they're really good about that and the other thing is is that they allow people to be emotionally honest and um no matter in a, who the world that tends to repress emotions mm-hmm. they allow us to be emotion emotionally they, honest and i think that is incredible and it's something the church could learn to yes. be better at. and no matter who you are where you come from or what you believe they're always able to uh reach out to their audience and affect them on, yeah. on a personal yeah. level yeah i mean they, I they, actually, they get they get the human experience i actually it's amazing. just just as you're saying this right now i'm having the thought that i actually feel like inside out would tie in a very great way with my um, lesson, whatever I'm working on, because I keep bringing up this topic, but I think it fits very nicely into a very big discussion about lament. Yeah. And I think inside out and exploring um, the yeah. the mourning aspect of life. Mourning. And like I said, it, like I said, it, 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 speaks in a very deep way toward depression which lament is not depression but i think the difference between lament and depression is who you're crying out to depression's kind of crying into a void whereas lament is crying out to god but both are an exploration of how um the movie inside out and lament are great exploration and how mourning sadness and not knowing the answer are natural and welcome aspects in our journey as human beings yeah. and our relationship with God. So I, as we're talking about this, I'm going, I have to watch this movie again in light of my um, constantly bringing up the idea of lament and how we need to talk more about it. Yeah. So um, I kind of feel like I, I wish we could end this. I wish I had thought of this earlier. I wish we could end this episode with like the ending, how, whenever they ended the Mickey Mouse Club in every episode. <laughs> and now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Why? Like, because we like you. You real soon, K E Y. Why? 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 Because we, we like love you. you. Oh yeah, there you go. M O U S E. And then in the the uh, the the more the more modern Mickey Mouse Club, they just broke out into a freestyle rap. 
Yeah, which they changed it to like because love was too too much. But um, we have the modern day Mickey Mouse Club to thank for Justin Timberlake, um, Tracy, Britney Spears, Christina Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Um, I was if much you more didn't a, know they all came from Disney. That's right. Uh, by the way, I, I just I was much more of a Kids Incorporated fan. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Jennifer Jennifer Love Hewitt. Heck yeah. Was incorporated. <laughs> when those kids turn into letters at the beginning, kind of creepy, yeah, but pretty cool. I just realized here. Here's my ending thought for this. Disney has con- consumed and controlled my life since I was born. <laughs> I'm now scared of Disney. <laughs> me, me too. And I, you know I'm what? Taking this back, I'm brainwashed and scared. I, I love it, man. Just you know what? I I, I welcome my benevolent dictator. Everything. <laughs> I, I for one accept our current mouse overlord. Everything. <laughs> everything in pop culture today is because of Disney back then, and I'm gonna now go home and watch Marvel and what? decide whether or not to have nightmares about it or dreams of what is to come. I want to. I want to make two recommendations recommendations uh, both for you guys and our audience uh if you want to see some behind the scenes stuff and just kind of experience why disney is so so special there's a great documentary called um waking sleeping beauty not waking beauty and the beast waking sleeping beauty (laughs) and it's about that uh disney renaissance that happened in the early 90s what's so great about it is not just about how we're going to save our company they had to sort of rediscover what made Disney animation so great in the first place. And that's how they were able to do it. And uh, so that's a great documentary. Find it. It's wonderful. And there's also one, um, the movie um, Saving, is it Saving or Finding? Mr. Mr. Banks? Yeah, Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, that's, good. that's a very good movie. Tom Hanks is as well Disney. Great. Yeah. Perfect yeah. casting. Um, really touching movie. I actually really like that one a lot. So see those movies. Good, good behind the scenes look into what makes Disney so great, even if they are paid for by, by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> paid for and approved by Disney. Yeah. Disney approves this message. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we sell that uh, with our arms extended, uh, hoping to be paid for and approved by Disney. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, are, we, are wedding, re, we are ready to be fo- brought into the fold uh, with Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, we're, we're, yes. we're here. Masters of Divinity, a Disney-owned podcast. I'm okay with that. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Father Chuck, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter uh, at frcharlesb. Um, can, which I'm not there that much. Facebook, of course, is always a popular place. Um, and um, you can, of course, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, you can always find um, my sermons at my church's website at chapelfta.org. Great. Matt Wells, where can people find you? I'll, I'll just push our uh, our podcast one right now because, again, themattwells.com. I'm on, I'm, you can find me, but there's nothing new because if you're looking for new, go to MOD underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram or Masters of Divinity on Facebook or themastersofdivinity.com. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at John Spencer Post. Please follow me and, and, and read all my ranting and sad tweets. <laughs> Uh, see a different side of JP (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening Uh, we're glad you're able to join us join us again next week here on Masters of Divinity bye everybody bye bye bye